Today, I'm role-playing five objection handlers looking to empower you to know what to say. For over 20 years, I've dedicated my life to bringing you the very best selling, marketing, and business building strategies to keep your business thriving. Get ready to experience the success you've been searching for. Welcome to The Tom Ferry Show. Welcome to The Tom Ferry Show. Today, we're gonna work on handling five of the most common objections you receive. Now, it's gonna be a little bit different. I've asked my friend, Ryan Jono. Ryan, get over here. Ryan has been with our company since the very beginning, and not only is a salesperson, and today he helps do sales training for our nearly 90 salespeople. So, Ryan is gonna give me the objections, I'm gonna handle the objections, and it's giving you an opportunity to listen, to watch, to observe, and you know, I'm not gonna get into all the patterns. We've certainly covered that enough times on the Tom Ferry Show. You should go back to tomferry.com, search in the blog, Objection Handling, if you're not familiar with the patterns. So, Ryan, you got your list? Yes, I do. Let's do some objections, buddy. Have at it. So what's number one? Um, you know, you know um, I have some friends that said they could do the same thing for a lower commission. Yes, so there's certainly a number of agents in town that will reduce their fee in order to earn your business. I'm curious, and I'm gonna open up my laptop. Um, could you give me one of the friend's names as an example? Because I think it's important that we look at their track record and my track record, mm. not just commissions, which are always variable. So tell me the first person's name. Uh, Nate Secor. Great, and I type in that person's name into Zillow or into the MLS, and I say, Ryan, Nate's a terrific person. He sold three houses yeah. so far this year. Let me show you mine again. As you see, we've done 37 transactions this year. Now, why is that important to you, Ryan? Um, Three versus 37. I would say you probably have a lot more experience. Well, and, and in the world of experience, when it comes to negotiating the highest possible price for your home, mm -hmm. three or 37. Nate's a great guy. <laughs> yeah. He's a friend, he's a pal. Yeah. I mean, look, how quickly <laughs> yes. did he give up commission points and percentage to you? Mm. How fast did he do it? I mean, did you really have to hit him hard? Did you have to wrestle with him? Did you have to rely on your years of history and relationship? Or did you say, we're friends, can you give me a, a little discount? A little later. And, and he quickly gave you a discount? Yes. Three transactions a year. Mm. 37 transactions a year, on the other hand, I fight actively and aggressively to serve my customer, to get them the highest possible price. I've talked people out of selling their home if it didn't make sense, mm -hmm. because I do it a lot. Does that make sense? Totally. So if this was just about getting a discount, everybody can do that. Mm -hmm. You called me because you saw my marketing, you saw my signs, you went on Zillow, mm -hmm. you saw my track record, you saw the number of homes I said, and you wanted to shop and compare what I'm doing versus what your friend's doing. Yeah. So what are the differences? You seem a lot better. Nate's a wonderful guy, he sells houses. We just sell, in this case, nearly 11 times more. And all that means is, we built a machine to service more customers, and I get to negotiate more often. Mm. So just like if you were going to, heaven forbid, take a loved one to a surgeon, right? If you had to perform the surgery, you're probably gonna pick the one that does it, you know, 16 times a week, yeah. versus the person that does it, you know, three or four times a year. Does that make sense? Totally. Even though they might both be great surgeons, most people say, I wanna go with the person that's doing it all the time because they're fresh, they're in the market, they know exactly what they're doing, and they've, they've had enough challenging circumstances to rise above it and solve yeah. the problem. Yeah. This time, Ryan, is exactly like that time. Make sense? Totally. So, 
we charge 3% for our services. Mm -hmm. The question we have to ask tonight is, what do you want to offer to the other side? Mm -hmm. And that's the direction I would basically go. So that's a long answer, and I hope you picked up on, it's a metaphor. Now, what if, what if Nate is selling the same number of homes as me, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So let's play that scenario yeah. out. I think that'd be fair, right? So we're both doing 15 deals a year. Mm -hmm. Hey, your buddy Nate's doing 15 transactions a year. I'm doing 15 transactions mm -hmm. a year. So here's my question for you. Let's look into it a little bit deeper. Okay. Nate has done so far this year, 11 buyer controlled sales. That's outstanding. And he's had four listings sold. Mm -hmm. I've had 13 listings sold and two buyer controlled sales. Mm. In the real estate business, one of the questions you have to ask yourself is are you hiring a listing agent mm. or are you hiring someone to represent you on the buy side? It sounds like you should hire Nate to help represent you on the buy side mm. and me to help you on the sell side, just based upon the numbers. What do you think? That totally makes sense, actually. Yeah, so, so right, just, I'm gonna give example after example. Now look, whether you're using your MLS, you're using Zillow, you're using some other uh, strategy to look at people's numbers, let's play the game if he won't give me his friend. Let's do that, okay. right? So, okay. so Ryan, so, you know, I appreciate the fact that your friend would give you a discount. There's lots of people in the marketplace that will dramatically reduce their commissions all the time to win the business. Do you mind if I ask, because I like to look at the data. Yeah. Who's your friend? You know, Tom, I, I just don't feel comfortable kind of giving my friend out. Sure, that, that's fine, that's fine. So, well, so, so here's my question for you. Mm -hmm. I charge 3% and for that, I do all of this marketing mm -hmm. and my current list to sell ratio, I list it here and I'm right now at 101% of my list to sale price. Mm -hmm. I've had two expired listings this year. Everything else has sold mm -hmm. at or above on average list price. What about your friend? Not quite at that level. Okay, yeah. so, so everybody's got a friend in the business. I actually used mm -hmm. to say for a long time, if you didn't have a friend in real estate in our town, you probably didn't have any friends. Yeah. So, so I guess I'd also ask, why is it that your friend is so readily discounting their commission? Like, why, like, like did you have to really hit them hard to get them to do it? Or did you just say, we're friends, would you do me a favor? And they said yes. Yeah, he's a good friend of mine and I've known him for a long time. And so sure. he said, you know what, Ryan, I was gonna give you a break. You sure. Because you're my buddy. Sure. Cool. So here's the here's the general challenge with that. Someone that will readily discount their commission that quickly just because they're a friend or a friend of a friend or a friend of a friend of a friend or you're referred by a buddy. Mm -hmm. Someone that gives it up that quickly. My concern is how rigorous will they attack your bottom line when it's time to negotiate the final sales price and the terms of your property? Mm. I'm a little more rigorous. People even say it to me at times, Tom, you're a little militant, mm. right? You're, you're maybe a little too tough. I've had sellers say to me, Tom, it's okay, we'll accept the deal, because I get in there and I mm. fight so hard to help my clients win, because that's, that's just my sense of pride. Does that make sense? Totally. So between the two of us, based on that new information, who's the best person for you to hire? Yeah, I think I'd be more comfortable having you represent my house. Right, so again, I'm gonna win every time, no matter what, and, and I think we're all clear as you're watching this, there's a number of different ways that you can attack every objection. I don't always have all of the context, so I'm gonna try and hit it from a couple different points of view, looking to bring you more value. So what's number two? Number two is, we had a specific number that we wanted to get yeah. the yeah. home sold for. I know, right, and as, when we went through all of the sales, and all of the expireds and all the pending prices and all the you know, homes that are closed recently, I wanna get every one of my clients hundreds of thousands of dollars more. But see, Ryan, I'm not buying the house, right? Yeah. My job is to market and expose your home to the highest number of quality agents and buyers online and offline to create a frenzy 
of opportunities to people that want to write offers to ideally drive the price up. Mm -hmm. So here's the challenge. It really doesn't matter what you want, hmm. right? Like when you go out to go buy your next home, are you going to basically look at every one of the prices and say, you know what? I'm going to give them even more. <laughs> no. How are you, how are you going to start your negotiations? Um, I'm going to try to get the best deal possible. And, and don't you think every other buyer on the planet is, think, is thinking the same thing? Yes. So you know what we actually do? We actually, in this case, go to a three pricing strategy. So let me educate you on this. And I'm sorry I didn't bring it up in the first place. I believe that most agents have one approach to listing a property. They, they see the seller, they look at the comps, and they say, what do you think? <laughs> yeah. And the seller says, I like this price, but I want more, right? Yeah. Every, every seller wants more, wants less commission, do it in the quickest amount of time possible, make it as stress-free as possible, right? Yeah. I actually have three different approaches. I say to you, here's the needle in the haystack price, hmm. where I say, let's go slightly above the last comp, and the reason why is you've got a beautiful home, mm. it's in a desirable neighborhood, you know, the likelihood of selling this home is pretty high, right? And you know that and I know that. Yeah. So that's one option. Pricing option number two is we go right at fair market value. And what the studies are showing, right, and I can mm. show you some examples of this, is in our marketplace when we listed at fair market value, we're gonna have a few offers within the first 30 days. Mm because the home is desirable and it's in a great community. If it was an outlier property, if the home wasn't as nice, mm. that wouldn't happen. Does that make sense? Totally. But my most savvy clients will say to me, Tom, I wanna list it there, but I understand that, you know, that needle in the haystack pricing strategy is probably not the ideal strategy because of your timing. Yes. Right? If you said to me, sell it in the next six months, we can go needle in the haystack. But you told me you wanted to be moved in the next 120 days. Yes. So I've got to market it, expose it, get the people inside here, get some offers going, get some negotiations happening, close the property, giving you guys enough time so you don't have to make a double move, right? Yeah, totally. So consider the following. The third pricing strategy is where we actually list it directly below fair market value. Mm. Now, you've seen auctions before, right? Yes. And you know the, do you know the general, like how auctions work? Yeah, totally. They, they never come in and say, Let's go to the highest possible price and drop it down. What do they do? They uh, go to the lowest. The lowest price. And go up. And, and as they go up, what happens? The, the um, kind of frenzy goes up higher. The frenzy goes up higher, the non-real buyers drop off, yes. and you identify the two or three ones, and in a perfect world, <laughs> what you create is, what's that phrase called, a bidding? War. A bidding war. Yes. So what we might want to consider, and I can actually show you some examples of how we've done this in the past, mm -hmm. where we priced it below, below fair market value, we throw a mega open house, and I mean, I'm gonna get you know, 150 potential buyers and mm -hmm. agents the following week through the house, mm -hmm and it's gonna be priced below fair market value. And people are gonna say, wait a minute, first, what's wrong with the house? Which is why they're all gonna show up. Because yeah. they're gonna say, that house, this neighborhood, that location, at this price? Tom Ferry must be an idiot. They're gonna say things like that, but then they're gonna show up and go, wait a minute, this home is remarkable. Mm. And at this price, and then they're gonna look at the number of people in the house. And guess what their smart agents are gonna say? We're gonna be in a bidding war. Mm. So how badly do you want this house? Mm. And we may get, five offers, six offers, seven offers. So the question you have to ask yourself tonight in terms of pricing is you wanna create a situation where we have multiple offers, a couple offers, or waiting for an offer? Multiple offers. Okay, so, so instead of maybe pricing it high, let's, let's be counterintuitive mm -hmm. and price it below fair market value. And remember, mm -hmm. you don't have to accept any offer. Mm. 
It, you're empowered. Okay. My job though is to get you the highest possible net proceeds for the home. Mm -hmm. And I know if I start here, we chase the market. I know if we start here, we're gonna have good activity. But if we go below a home like yours, mm. I mean, it's gonna be metaphorically blood in the ocean with sharks. <laughs> you with me on this? I'm with you on and, that. And my job, and that's a horrible example, but my <laughs> job is to try and create that frenzy mm -hmm. so people are writing offers that you're satisfied with. So you were thinking 369? Yeah. Why don't we start right at like 329? <sighs> it's gonna create a frenzy. All right, let's do that. Press hard, lots of copies, buddy. <laughs> okay. Boom. All right, so another example, and you've seen me do that on the Tom Ferry Show before, and we have clients in New York City that are doing that at $2 million sales prices using that three pricing strategy. Strongly recommended. What's number three? Oh, you know, Tom, we're, we're, we're just not ready to, to pull the trigger down. I need some time to think about it. I understand. So, you know, so since two minds are always better than one, what specifically, I mean, I honor that. Yeah. What specifically do you need to think about? Oh. You know, it's um, it, it's just that uh, it's a timing. You know, yeah. it's 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 kind of the holidays. We have Thanksgiving coming up, sure. and then we have you know we have uh, Christmas. Yeah, like, I have a huge family. Yes, you know I'm Chinese, so we have big parties and yes. big people all the time. Yes. so just I'm just thinking it might be better if we waited to January. I understand. So so here's the good news: whatever you want to do is entirely fine with me. Does that make sense? Hmm. You know, if you want to list it now, you want to list it then. But let's talk about timing. Okay. And again, whatever you want to do is fine. In the fourth quarter, the number of homes that are on the market drops for exactly what you're bringing up. People are thinking about the holidays. I'm thinking about the holidays. You're thinking about the holidays. A lot of people are. Mm -hmm. The number of homes drop, and everyone says, I'm going to put it on in January. Mm. I'm going to put it on in springtime. And, and I'm doing this for a reason, Ryan, because this represents the number of homes that are on the market for the same number of buyers that are always there. Does that make sense? Yes. So, so it really comes down to this. If there was an advantage to putting it on the market now, selling it, because there's less inventory, and you guys have a magnificent home, yeah. and then timing the negotiations and the, the close or maybe a rental where we lease the property back and we get it for a couple of months mm. for free, as an example, mm. If we can create a scenario like that, would that be of interest? If, if we can get you a fantastic price in the right terms in the fourth quarter, mm. that's an option. Or we put it on the market when everybody else does. Mm. And, and you know, it's basic supply and demand. Yeah. Less homes on the market, same number of buyers. Ready? Mm -hmm. Lots more homes on the market, less number of buyers. I'm here to serve. What would you like to do? I think we can deal with putting on the market now. Okay, yeah. and, and again, the worst case scenario is if it mm -hmm. doesn't go under contract, guess what we can do? We can turn it off. Mm. Okay. Okay, we can turn it off. I mean, it, 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 worse things have happened. Okay. What would be perfect is that we stage the home, we do all the things we discussed in our marketing plan, how we unveil the property, we get it under contract in the first 30 days, mm -hmm. and then in the middle of that, we're negotiating, ready? Hey, you guys can't move in right away, they wanna enjoy the holidays, you guys can take possession January 7th, 8th, 9th, okay. 10th. These are all negotiation points. Now, if we can't get what we want, do we have to accept the offer? No. No, no. right? Mm -hmm. And if you choose to put it on the market in January, I'm fine with that as well. Okay. I'm your real estate agent. Mm. I'm your professional. I'm here to serve. Yeah. Does that make sense? Totally. But I want to just give you the lesser homes on the market, mm -hmm. the same number of buyers versus lots of homes on the market, and that we can negotiate those, you know, renting back your property, which it happens. Okay. Does that make sense? Totally. So what are you guys comfortable doing? 
uh, as long as we could do that, you know, I, I, it's kind of a no-brainer. I think I could just put on the market now. Cool. Yeah. So the most important thing, and I know, especially as this market, you know, maybe for some of you watching this, is that you know there's always this pressure to close now and to get it now, and and I think there's just a powerful way to be, which is mm -hmm. I'm here to serve, I'm here to help. So whether you want to do it now or do it later, but it's our job to be the knowledge broker to explain what happens in this quarter versus that quarter. That could be summer versus spring versus fall versus you know you you all know the deal. Mm -hmm. All right, what's objection number four? You know, Tom, I love you. You're a freaking great agent. <laughs> and and there's just I, I promise to interview at least two other agents. Wonderful. And so I want to interview them next. Okay. And then okay. I, I feel really good about working with you though. Good. So was that a promise to yourself or was that a promise to them? Um, both. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. So so no problem, Ryan. So let me ask you a question. What specifically are you looking for that was different? I'm just curious. I mean, we've got a natural rapport. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, you've, we didn't know each other prior to this. I know, I know. But I've sold a bunch of homes in the area, and, and obviously you've checked out my track record. I actually checked out your track record as well. Yeah. I was on LinkedIn. I've seen what you've done. So, you know, we've got some common ground. You've seen my marketing plan. You know my track record. What are you looking for specifically that would be maybe different or better? Honestly, you're really good. I mean, I can't think of anything else. You're kind. I mean, I, I take this. I mean, obviously, yeah. you take your profession very seriously. I see yeah. that, and, mm -hmm. and I do the same. So, you know, we respect that. Yeah. But if there isn't something different, my question is, why waste the time? It's mm. a good question. Yeah, I mean... I I'm not like, asking you to break your promise. Okay. I'm asking you to consider, if there's nothing different, let's move forward. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I can, hey, I can't let you off the hook, yeah. but I can call them out of professional courtesy. Mm. We, we've all done it to, you yeah. know, before I'll call and say, okay. you know, hey, Sarah, I was with Ryan. You know, we just had a natural connection. You know, if you got a buyer, please bring him in early. You know, let's do something. But, you know, I, I strong-armed him. I can, you know, I can tell her that. It means it's professional courtesy amongst friends. You know, the harder part for them is that they walk into the appointment knowing that you and I are already here and we've got this great rapport and connection yeah. and mutual respect. And then they're basically in the eight ball position the entire time, Yeah. right? Or worse, they might do something that they don't want to do. Mm. So I think we just remove that from the equation. If you're comfortable, we move forward. If you're not, you can interview them. Mm -hmm. I'm totally fine. What, what do you want to do? You know, uh, you're great. I, I, I could call them. I'll just tell them. I appreciate yeah. it. Thank you so much for your business. You're welcome. Right now, listen, there's a lot of different ways you can do this. You never want to burn the other agents under any circumstances. Mm -hmm. You want to flush out, like, why? Like, this is a promise you made to them or a promise you made to yourself, right? You're not asking me to break his promise, but if you did pay attention, there was an embedded command used <laughs> inside there for some of us that understand the, uh, the Jedi language. Mm -hmm. So how did that feel? I'm just curious for you. That actually felt really good. You know, I... I um, I was feeling uncomfortable telling them that I wasn't going to see them. Sure. And then when you took that away from me and you said that I'm gonna, I'll call them for you. Yeah. Then I thought to myself, Nah, I'm not gonna be, be weak yeah. like that. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm strong enough to call them and take responsibility for who yes. I'm picking who I really want to pick. Yep, that's exactly right. And that's that's by the way, that's the feeling you want the client to have. Yeah. All right. So what's the last objection? You already handled it. As it was. Uh, Waiting for the holidays. So let's play, all right, so let's do the holidays again specifically, all right? So, so Ryan, I can appreciate the fact you're thinking about waiting for the holidays. You know what? That's an excellent, that's an excellent idea. Can I tell you why? Sure. A lot of agents are gonna start pounding on you saying, you know, there's nine reasons why you should list during the holidays and <laughs> seven advantages to listing during the holidays. And there, there are a lot of advantages. Supply and demand is different, but at the end of the day, you guys have a beautiful home mm. and you've got a desire to do what you guys wanna do during the holidays. Mm. So what I would love to do is I'd like 
a handshake, or even a signed agreement that says, Tom, start marking my house on January 7th, or whatever day you choose. And then with your permission, with your permission, I wanna start doing some early pre-marketing Mm-hmm. as if we call it a pocket listing, right? And okay. that's the kind of the phrase you'll hear where it's not inside the MLS, right? An agent has it in their pocket and mm-hmm. they kind of go around to their best buyers and their mm-hmm. best brokers and say, I've got this charming three bedroom, two bath bungalow at the corner of Hama Hama, na 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 na. You know what they all say? When's it coming on the market, Tom? Yeah. When's it coming on the market? Because they got two or three buyers. With your permission, I'd like to get some of that going. Mm-hmm. And when the home is dressed up and ready to go for the holidays, Nothing better than if with your permission, Mm -hmm. you can say no, having a few of those buyers see the house during the holidays. Because then we might have three, four or five buyers and three or four or five offers ready to go before we even hit the market. Does that make sense? That totally makes sense. And again, you're always in, you're in control. You're in the driver's seat. You could say no to showings. Mm. Maybe we pick one day, Mm. right? Where we just open up the house when it's really, you know, decked out for the holidays and let them just get a little frothy. And then let them come back in January when it hits the market and they can start writing offers. Yeah. Either way is fine. That sounds good to me. Now, the reason I love that, guys, even though you saw me handle the objection earlier where I was doing the opposite supply and demand, right? Mm-hmm. Same number of buyers, lower number of inventory versus the, you know, what comes on in the market, is I like being different. Mm-hmm. If all the agents are saying nine reasons to list during the holidays and seven reasons why now and oh my God, and they're doing that and, you know, the number of buyers that show up during the holidays are serious buyers. We all know these great scripts, these great dialogues, but oftentimes, like, it's like power to the people. Mm-hmm. Give the people what they want, right? And then once he said yes, and I could say, let's get a signed agreement, I've got the listing. Who cares if I put it on the market on January 7th or 6th or 4th, right? Versus having to do it right now. So again, playing the long game and trying to make it great for the client and good for my business to win. So those are my five. Listen, just first of all, Ryan, first time on the Tom Ferry Show. (laughs) Congratulations. So my friends that are watching this, first of all, I would encourage you to go back to TomFerry.com, go to the blog, search objection handling. There's a bunch of language patterns. I mean, we've both been well-trained in all these different language patterns. He's teaching it to our team. So you heard the patterns, you you experienced the patterns. It would be important for all of you to watch. Go back to TomFerry.com, go to the blog, do a search on objection handlers, watch a few of the episodes, read some of the stuff, look at some of the scripts and dialogues, but most importantly, know this. Mm. Knowledge equals confidence and ignorance equals fear, right? I was thinking about an episode I shot, this Mm. is almost a year ago, where I said to people, like when I get an objection, I get excited, <laughs> right? Because they want to do business with me. Yeah. They want to do, that's why they're saying, well, we're not sure, right? Mm-hmm. They want to do business, but they've got a question in their mind. Mm-hmm. And I frame it for myself emotionally that every objection is one step closer to a yes. Mm. And if I stay focused on giving the customer what they want, honoring where they're at, and then providing new information Mm. or new resources to make better decisions, then I win. Mm. And that's what it's all about, my friends. So thank you so much for watching. I can't Mm. wait to see your comments below. And by the way, post the objection you get the most so we handle that form as well. All right, guys, thank you so much for watching. Remember always, your strategy matters. And now more than ever, Ryan Jono absolutely (laughs) rules. Hey, it's Coach Tom Ferry. Have you been considering hiring a coach? If so, Click the link below and check out what we do.